Welcome to another episode of Trending Up with Edgar de Leon and Sebastian Lopez. We hope you enjoy and are challenged to live life differently as you keep trending up. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Trending Up. This is Sebastian Lopez. Unfortunately, today, Edgar is at camp meeting with his conference in New York, so we're wishing him a great time over there, but he's not able to be with us this time. But I am accompanied by my great friend, Juan Dile, the world changer, game changer, uh, all-star MVP of the Starkitects. Uh, we had the privilege <laughs> of meeting up at Andrews University. Juan Dile, what's up, man? Say some hi. Say hello to the people. We're glad you're on the podcast, man. It's been it's a privilege and it's a blessing to have you, bro. Yo, what's good? What's good? I'm excited to be here, man. Really excited. Uh, thank you for having me. No, for sure, for sure. So just to, uh, I guess we'll get back into the into the backstory of Wandile. But Wandile, first of all, just for those of you that don't know, is from South Africa and just an expert uh, ball player. He did you found <laughs> did you start the Star Architects at Andrews? I don't know. Was that you? I did, I did. <laughs> Ooh, man. So you did, man. You came to Andrews University to do work. He started the Starkitects. Uh, I was blessed and privileged and had the honor of playing, <laughs> <laughs> of playing in the Starkitects when I got to Andrews to do seminary, which we did win the championship of the of the league. What? We did with we, we did win. win the championship, but we also lost a couple here and there. <laughs> and then I was, uh, I was, I was told oh. that I, w I had sabotaged the team when I left the team and went to Juventus. But, hey, sometimes you, if the grass is greener on the other side, you got to sometimes go there. You know, if the money is, uh, if they're paying you more at a different club, you got to. <laughs> sometimes you got to make hard moves to grow, you know. You got to make, it was hard. It was hard leaving Starkitects, but Juventus just had a promising team. And, you know, just I felt financially, uh, a future, right. I felt yeah. a financial it was my next move. I had to move up. But Starkitex was a great place to start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. That. That's funny, bro. But no, I appreciate you, bro, and your friendship, man, and as well as Chantal. you and Chantal go more, go more back yeah. because you guys knew each other longer. But, um, yeah. but yeah, man, tell me a little bit, before we jump into the conversation, tell me a little bit of what, what, what you've been doing recently, man. You're telling me you're meeting someone important coming up. I don't know if that's info that we can share with the audience, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Uh, I mean, I'll I'll start with the the architects. It was great playing with you, okay. man. Um, okay, started okay. to realize that my true calling was to found and run that soccer team, not what I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but on, on on a serious note, um, you know, I I'm Wendy Dumtian. I'm based out in Durban, South Africa. I uh, I work with, uh, you know, designing and building. Um, dignified work-live homes for, for lower-income families mm. uh, who have been previously disadvantaged due to, uh, you know, apartheid and, and uh, other social ills in South Africa. And, um, you know, through running Ubuntu Design Group, uh, Ubuntu is a Zulu word that means I am because we are. So through mm. running this organization at grassroots and trying to make an impact and working with the community, uh, you know, I've had a few amazing opportunities, and, and one of them is I'm a Obama leader, uh, part of the oh, African wow. program, and uh, we will be meeting um, next month in Johannesburg with with all the other uh, Obama leaders and Obama. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you're, so you're actually meeting like you're going to shake his hand and maybe have a conversation with him and stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a conversation and asking him. Man, a couple that's of crazy, questions. bro. That's crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is, but you know, pretty exciting. And uh, that's exciting, yeah. But I think it just speaks to, and we'll get into more of your work and what you're doing with Ubuntu uh, as we go on. But it just speaks to the volume uh, and the, I don't know, the the magnitude of your of your work, right? And what you're doing, what you're pioneering, and uh, I think you deserve it, man. So I'm super excited and proud of you. Um, and just, you know, the great things that you're able now to see and how you are able to inspire others. But, um, but be, before we continue with what you do and your work and what you're involved with today, just tell us a little bit about, you kind of already alluded to it, right? Uh, where you were born and raised, but tell me a little bit about how you, where you were born and raised. Um, if you want to hit a little bit about your family and being in South Africa and apartheid and kind of those effects, that'd be, I think that'd be a great insight to our listeners who may not be familiar with, you know the whole dynamics of that. So, yeah, tell me, where, where were you born and raised and, and whatnot? So I was born in, uh, in Durban, South Africa, and I think by the, by the age of 13, uh, I had moved, like, over nine, nine times in different areas. So I've practically oh, wow. lived all across Durban, um, you know, from good su- suburbs to, you know, informal settlements or shanty towns, um, right, right. and just, you know, growing up in that particular background, you know, fostered this notion of innovation when, you know, a new family would come into a community, the community would work together and use, you know, all the material that they had, whether it be scrap metal or whatever, to build a home for them. And uh, so, you know, as kids, we we didn't, um, our houses were too small to, to play house in. So what, what ha- ended up happening is we were forced to be creative and would create our little shacks to play a house in and it would fall and then we would, would try again and eventually it would work. And then one would go steal rice, the other would go steal beans and would cook. <laughs> I didn't say these were the right, most right. safe places, but the short, but, right, food, right, right. But, but the food sure tasted good though. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, that's kind of what my, my upbringing was. And, you know, even growing up in that particular condition or, or situation, I, I always um, aspired to go back and, and be able to, to improve um, the conditions uh, by which people live in these communities, mm. uh, but also mm. to show, showcase the, the amount of just creativity and genius that exists in these communities. Um, and the, the only reason why we don't see it is just due to lack of opportunity. So I'm hoping that I could, right, right. I, I could be that bridge with maybe the networks that I'm building and, and the work that I'm doing. <clears throat> Oh, that's legit, bro. That's legit. And it's awesome how you're saying like the, the creativity, the innovation that you now put into paper, a pen and paper, and then as you develop it and to see it a, a reality as you're developing these homes for, for families began as you were a child, right? Looking for innovative ways of how to survive and how to make the best of your, your childhood. Yeah, and, and it's all began. Wow, that's there. crazy. And I always argue that, you know, some of the most creative individuals in the world are the people living in shanty towns and informal settlements. Uh, because they have no, they have no choice but to be creative. You know, those people can, can make a house out of practically anything. You know what I mean? And uh, right, right, these right. are the same people that we hire to to build our homes, the stadiums, and the fancy buildings, and and mm-hmm. and all of mm-hmm. a sudden, you know, there's this, you know, false perception that you know people that live in low income communities are lazy or, uh, you know, unwise, etc., etc. But you know, that's just simply isn't true because these are the builders and the plumbers who are building our houses in these fancy buildings etc and the only reason why right, right. their homes are not in the same conditions as ours is just lack of opportunity and resources so how can we right, flip right, that right. and how can we be able to exuberate and show that 
that creativity and foster it. Man, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so I guess that kind of, that's a kind of great segue to, or maybe not a segue, but just a, the realization of the impact that apartheid had in South Africa, right? The, you know, the separation and the racism and how, you know, one side, one people group were able to have the best of the best and another people group are able to not have those opportunities. And as I guess, you know, you can, I'm sure you can speak more about this. As time moves on, you can see the implications of that where individuals that didn't have those opportunities are still in those same situations because they weren't allowed or given the resources, opportunities to advance. Right. Yeah. And then the perception comes like, well, they're just lazy. Yeah. Why don't they do better? Just pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Right. And you're just thinking like, well, there's just no really realistic way that they can. There's no infrastructure for them to do that because. There's never been an attempt to allow them to do that, right? I'll take it a step further. Not only has okay. there not been an attempt for, to allow them to do that, but also right. um, there was a direct attempt to cripple them not to be able Wow, wow, wow. So, That's good. That's profound. So basically, you know, apartheid architecture, uh, apartheid means apartheid. Um, mm. And... Um, you know, it's a system systemic wow. segregation uh, of people based on skin color, and uh, right, it's devoided right. a group of people opportunities uh, ju- just mm. because of this uh, of skin color. So what happened was during apartheid time, there were townships that were built, uh, something similar to what you would see as labor camps, and uh, in these townships, right, right. they they built these forty square meter homes and there was something called the 40 40 rule so they'll build they'll build you a 40 square meter home they would locate the township 40 kilometers away from town so that you would spend 40 percent of your income commuting to your master's work in town wow uh so now wow. even with the little pay that you have you can never develop your own home because you spend you spend 40 right. percent of its commuting yeah. and then what this does it makes you to continually be dependent on the apartheid regime, which is, you know, your white master, etc. So that's what right, happened right, right. in the townships. They designed it in, to, to, to be devoid from social gathering spaces uh, because those would mm. uh, have political implications as people come together and discuss the ills of that community, right? Uh, so there was no gathering spaces. There were poor schools and uh, there were no economic opportunities, right? So when you look at a community like that, some 70 or 50 years later, and you see maybe high crime rates or high homicide rates, et cetera, and you're like, oh, what is wrong with those people? No, this was designed to happen, right? Right, Kids right, don't have- right. It wasn't an accident. It's like, oops, we totally forgot about these people. No, it's like yeah. it was a committed effort to not, not allow them. That's great. That's great. And I'm glad you took my point further because – that needs to be spoken and said. Man, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. bro. This, these places were designed for people to fail, right? So apartheid wow. ended 25 years ago. I was born in 1994 when apartheid was ending. Um, and, you know, some 25 years later, just because apartheid ended, that doesn't mean that all communi- the communities got redesigned and people got moved, right? Right, so, right, right. So, um, you know, you can still tell, you know, where a person is is from, which community they're from, based on their skin color for the most part, and which opportunities they'll, wow. they'll have, and what their wow. life would probably look like, you know, based on the neighborhoods they come from. So I guess a lot mm-hmm. of our work is, is trying to 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 address that. And uh, if apartheid architecture could be so uh, effective, 
uh, in segregating mm -hmm. and oppressing. Then Ubuntu or, or community-led design uh, can wow. bring people together. And uh, dude, I love that man. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Because you're you're not. I mean, it's just like. It's it's just amazing to think about. You know, I don't think I, for me, I don't really think about architecture and designs like you're saying, right? How they intentionally left out community spaces and you know just or commute spaces or living quarters and stuff they made it and designed them as in a segregated way in, in a way to diminish the growth of of a certain people group and it's just amazing that you're able to turn now your profession right your 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 degree and and your work into creating more of a uh a, a holistic community approach and that's beautiful man you're able to just turn the tides of that and it's so true so, i mean we hear that in the states too um how you know it's like well racism is dead because slavery yeah. was abolished and it's we haven't had slaves in years and you're thinking well you know just like what what's happening in south africa even though apartheid has ended it's it's years but the infrastructure the buildings themselves speak of the story of a segregated group uh, or time that hasn't there hasn't been any reparations or, or changes to really change the, the 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 area right and that's just wow you're just thinking about that because it's so easy sometimes to say like oh they made a law or they outlawed it yeah. and so we're all good <laughs> let's just move on and it's easy when you're you know for me you know i'm a white mexican so i guess i, I do have that the side of privilege because i i have a lighter skin tone so it's easy to look at this and say okay well it's it, you know it's not legal to have a slave anymore it's not legal to beat just a, a beat up a black person on the street um, well, that's a different conversation now too, right? Um, with uh, with uh, from the context of you know cl crimes that are happening in the black community with with uh, with uh, law enforcement and whatnot, and that's a whole other topic. But it's amazing to think about just houses themselves, right? Being a, a form of today, still being a, a form of, of racism and segregation, and the lingering effects of apartheid. And I'm man, I'm just amazing that you have seen that as a need in your community. And obviously growing up, you have seen that that was a need, yeah. but just how you have not walked away from it. Cause you could have easily with your degree and what you're doing, gone to like, what well, I don't know, Norway, Germany, New right. York. And just been like, you know, New York. Right. And just like design these amazing skyscrapers and, you know, living off at the penthouse of a, you know, $40 million apartment wow. and just like, Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, it's like Slumdog millionaire type thing. Right. It's like, I, I, I got the jackpot. I'm out yeah. of here. But no, instead you've chose to come back. And so tell me, talk to me a little bit about that. Why, why invest so much time in the community where you were raised when you have every right, people would say, to move on and say, hey, I, I suffered my years. I paid my dues, right? It's time for me to get my own. Why? What is there? Is there a faith element that really pulls you to go back? And, you know, what is it that if you can speak on that? Yeah, I think um, I think in one of J. Cole's songs, he says something along the lines of. You know, how can I be happy and celebrate when my brothers don't have bread? You know what I mean? Wow. So right. how can I be happy and living a posh life designing skyscrapers in New York when I, when my community mm. is still suffering the impacts of apartheid and I have a skill that could potentially change it? You know, it does, it right. doesn't right. make sense. Right. And I feel like, you know, right. Right. you know, God's given me this opportunity. And uh, I mm. feel indebted to him and the community uh, to come back and, and make uh, that impact. And also, when I say indebted, I don't mean it in a negative way, you know. Um, I feel privileged right, right, right. to have been the one given the opportunity 
uh, and I want to make the most wow. and, 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 and hopefully bring up a lot more uh, other people in my community right, right. because I know a lot, thousands of kids who would die to have just a quarter of the opportunities that I've had. And uh, it drives yeah. me crazy to think that, you know, some of them might have done 10 times better, you know, with the quarter of the opportunities right. that I have. <laughs> Right, 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 right. So right, right. the reason why you know I'm motivated to to do so much is because you know I'm I'm trying to to make the most of uh, the opportunities that I've been wow. given. Dude, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Man, that's that's so good. That's just it's just seeing the need and really trying to see how can I meet that need. Um, man, I admire that. I admire that a lot. So tell me a little bit now that we're here, kind of in the faith faith realm. Talk to me a little bit about your experience with Jesus. Were you born and raised in the church? Did you come into the church? When when did you really feel like you had this experience with God, like that many would call the come to Jesus moment, if you don't mind sharing that? Well, I us. think first of all, I just want to debunk the notion that, you know, there's like this one moment where it's like you come to Jesus and then the right. heavens open and then the letter rain falls and then <laughs> the angels are singing. And then you have a halo. You know what I mean? Unless you're Beyonce, but yeah, just... <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it definitely goes to the left, to the left, uh, a lot more than that happens. Hey, so hey. basically, you know, for me, I uh, <laughs> I, I grew up, I grew up in a family where I think my mom was the one going to church, and he had been evangelized okay. by someone else, and uh, you know, I would go with her. And I was like that kid with like a million questions about the Bible. I was like, yo, so like, mm. you know, why is, you know, you know, Saturday, the, the holy day or like, where did Jesus come from? Doesn't God die? You know, all this stuff. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I still have some of these questions, but, you know. Right, right. Does a God have to use yeah, the rest of it? Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, very important question that these elders didn't quite always yeah, have yeah. the answers to. You know what I mean? So I, I was, I was right, right, right. Kid, and then um, 2005, my whole fa- after you know a tragedy happened in the family, we started all going to church. And then when I started going to church, sort of, I made a pact with myself and with God. I was like, yo, if this like whole this whole Christianity and this whole religion thing is real. You know, the Bible says I can do mm-hmm. all things through Christ to give me strength, right? And I was like, right, yo. Right, right. And I wasn't like a great student. I was like in like, I was in the special class <laughs> because I was like naughty and I was just like just... terrible, right? I didn't care. Oh, so my I was like, goodness. you know, yeah, if, yeah, if this yeah. whole religion and Christianity and God thing is real, from now on, I'm going to live by the mantra, I can do all things through Christ to give me strength. And if the things that I'm trying to do don't happen, then God is lying and then there is no God. You know what I mean? And, you know, surprisingly, bro, you know, it's it's worked out and here I am now. <laughs> I went from, I yeah, went from crazy, you know, bro. special class to, to leading the school yeah. in science exhibitions with the smart kids. And, and I was like, you know, I want to go to high yeah, school so. in Zimbabwe and I want to go to college in America and I want to study architecture. We had no money, you know what I mean? Uh, right, but, right, know, right. I was right. like, yo, if, if, and I would tell God, I'm like, man, I'm like, yo, if, you know, if you say that I can do all things for Christ to give me strength, then it's going to happen. And uh, somehow it all happened. But here's the funny part, though. I quickly realized that the people who had taught me that I can do all 
you know, those stuff, those Bible verses and stuff in cyber schools. Right, whatever. right. Didn't really believe in it because <laughs> whenever I told them my dreams That's or whatever, they didn't, point. you know, think it would happen. And yeah. They're like, calm down. Yeah, That's too much, yeah. You can do all things, not but all not things, all things. You know what I mean? You know? <laughs> not all bro, things, bro. I'm living by that yeah, mantra yeah. <laughs> and I'm meeting your papa next month. You know what I mean? It's, it's happening. Man, yeah, exactly. That's amazing, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's so true, man. Uh, two things that I just think are amazing, like how you're saying, right? I think it's so true. Many times we think that the come to Jesus moment is just one day, boom, everything opens up and everything's perfect from then on, and like doors open up left and right, and they're probably looking at your story and like, wow, like you became, you went to school at Andrews. After that, now you know you went to New York for the yeah. World Changers or whatever. You won the, you know, the event for the best project, and you're getting sponsored and X, Y. But it's like, nah, man, because I remember being with you when you were able, when you, you know, graciously allowed me into kind of this process and seeing how like, oh, yeah, it's a struggle, <laughs> man. Even when you're on, when, even with so many opportunities, there's moments where your doubts come in and where you feel like, God, is this still where yeah. I'm supposed to be? Right. And so it's just like the importance. I think that we've been preaching in this podcast, not preaching, but showing of a daily moment by moment connection with God, because it's not like as if, okay. In, in South Africa, they were like, God appeared and said, hey, you're going to be the, you know, one of the greatest Andrews yeah. architects ever. And you're like, oh, okay, cool, bet. And then bye, I I'll see you later. No, it's like far. every day, God, what do I do next? I right, right, far. right. And, uh, <laughs> but that's crazy, man. And it's awesome how your faith as you journeyed um, helped you have, I think, uh, you know, along with family and friends, right, but just a crucial part to you where you are today right and obviously the struggles and things you've learned but it's amazing to see how how that has led it led you to where you are today man and that's just oh that's awesome bro that's awesome to hear that's awesome to hear but um kind of moving yeah moving on to today i don't know if you have another word talking about faith but um i'm sure there's struggles every day that you face right especially in the daily now i don't know if you want to talk a little bit about what now what your struggles have been i know when you were younger your struggles were questions of god What's in in the spiritual sense is more of the struggle now, in the area where you're at now. You're going deep, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yeah, I opened it up with jokes now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you want to share, I mean, no, I know, no, no, I'm I know, trying you know. to think. <laughs> what what this? I think. Unless everything's good, bro. <laughs> I wish. I wish. You said I'm no. Good. It's I'm Gucci. um. I think my struggles now with faith are less about God and more about the people claim to represent God, which is the church. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I think for a long time I grew yeah. up, you know, associating you know, obviously God with the church, right? And um, right, right. upholding the church to a standard that, you know, I think I would for God, but then, you know, the church has constantly failed standard that they've right, right. said they're about and so you know i've, I've questioned mm -hmm. the relevance of the way we do church today um like uh, i go to a right. church in the in, in the township i grew up in and um you know like we come in there with our fancy cars and stuff on saturdays and then we all leave and only one family in that street goes to that church Wow. And so you would say that even the people showing up to the church don't represent the, even financially, the, the group that Doesn't lives where the church is located. Financially, right? and we don't even try to at least come to their level. 
we don't connect with you don't them. even we connect with them wow, wow, it's like wow. we're renting a spa right no. but that's just one example of a bigger problem right 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 like with religion and and and, and, and yeah, Christianity right. today right so it's like you know man there's you know i think another uh, another big issue is how the you know christians or, or the church is more interested in bringing people to to the church or to their dominate to their denomination than they are to jesus you know what i mean uh, which could be drastically different as, a, right, as i'm right, right. Uh, explaining to you so you know uh, you know uh, just yep yep i think those are the struggles that i <laughs> that I, I have no no that's good that's good that's a good struggle bro because i have a lot of friends right because i think as you grow you kind of get a bigger uh, uh, as the holy spirit works and you know you have your relationship with god and we were big in the church about that right and i think we 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 start to see god for who he really is but it's hard like you're saying to to see God and say, okay, God is this way. But then I see Christians. And so how am I, it's like, how am I supposed to practice my faith in a church that looks nothing like the God that now I have come to believe with my whole experience in 20 plus years. Right. And that can be a big struggle, man. You know, I can definitely hear that. And I'm right. Right. (laughs) It's true. We put a copyright on God. Yeah. And that's, this is our type of God that we, we, we say, and I know for my friends, that's, that's a big thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, I believe, I think Gandhi said that, right? I believe in, in, in the God. I, I, I love the God that you guys, the Christians believe in, but yeah, it's the Christians yeah, that yeah. I can't stand, you know? And yeah, that's big, bro. and you're like, wow. And, 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 and the reality of, you know, thinking and acknowledging, like, yo, I'm part of that group. Like, like I'm part of the group that's tra- dresses fancy and that's goes true. to that church. That's a good point. You know, the, 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 I can see that point. the house opposite the church had just burned a couple of weeks ago, but we're not going to go there and, and visit them and bring them anything and engage them. And really, there's yeah, always yeah, these yeah. kids who be drinking their, you know, their lives away at the corner. We're not going to engage them either. Uh, there's, right. we don't even know the social ills that are going right, on in right, the community. Yeah. Like we could literally yeah. remove yeah. that church Man. from that road. And there will be no impact to the community whatsoever. And then why do we exist? That's the question, bro. That's the question that everyone that gets asked in a seminary, right? If your church was suddenly removed overnight, would your community feel a difference? And sadly, for many churches, it's like, no. They would. They were like, oh, there's an Adventist church here? Where were you guys at? Who are Adventists? You know, actually, and so... I think actually removing some churches would actually help the communities because it would enable them to have Uh-oh. an extra space to park their cars or have a market or right, 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 right. A, yeah. a community center, right? Like you're saying, a place to meet. Oh my goodness! Oh my, dude, I no, I appreciate it. that's a really good struggle, and I think a lot of young people feel that. I'm sure older individuals too, and all around across the board, right? Um, just this disconnect between who they see God to be and who they see Christians actually doing. So it's kind of this idea, you know, you walk it, talk it. You got to walk the talk, man. <laughs> you got to walk the talk. But, dude, oh, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being vulnerable for this moment. Um, but now moving into what do you do today? Tell us a little bit about your Ubuntu project. Um, I'm sure you kind of have it down to a sense because you presented so much about it. So give us that little... <laughs> But it's great, bro. It's so, I, I love hearing it every single time because it's just so inspiring, right? So tell us a little bit about that and how along the way, how your faith, right, and what you're talking about, your experience, how does that look and interact with what you're doing? Um, so go ahead, bro. Um, well, you know, um, 
we have a um, Ubuntu design group is divided into this uh, Ubuntu architecture and Ubuntu Home. Ubuntu Home is practically us creating a micro mortgage bank and acknowledging the fact that there's a huge gap uh, in the market where you know low income communities don't qualify for a normal mortgage or a, a bank loan to to build a home. Um, and we want to be able to provide them with uh, access to finance, but also access to a dignified place to call home. So we're currently working on that with our lawyers, uh, creating uh, contracts and, uh, you know, working on the structure of how everything is going to work. Uh, so basically what we do is we work with low-income entrepreneurial uh, families. Uh, we design and build a work-live home. Uh, so it's a home with a commercial space, we built our first pilot home for a family living with disability uh, that was living in a shack. Mm -hmm. Now they're running a daycare out of their home. They've tripled their income oh, wow. and they, uh, wow, they have 12 wow. kids, which means that 12 mothers can now go to work as they send their kids to school. Uh, so we're interested oh, in that's beautiful. impacting that's beautiful. sort of catalyst families who are not just going, it's not, it's not just going to impact one family. How is that family going to impact the whole community? And how are they going to be able to financially sustain themselves beyond our existence? Hence, every home we build has a commercial component. So that's what Ubuntu Home uh, is about. And then Ubuntu Architecture is really about designing places and uh, and buildings that are, you know, are accessible to, to low-income communities and they are mm -hmm. uh, dignified and they represent the community's culture, shared values, and, and progress. Wow. So, uh, man, that, that Ubuntu Homes, I hadn't heard that one as clear as, like, just like you said now. Um, but I love the idea because it's kind of like that mantra that says, you know, you can teach a man to fish. Yeah. Um, what is it? How did that? <laughs> but, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> oh, you can, you can make it, you can give a man a fish yeah. and he can eat for a day. Yeah. Or you can teach a man to fish and he can eat for a lifetime. So yeah. I think that's beautiful because I feel like that's incorporated because not only are you providing them with a home that, yeah, that's, that's very essential, that's needed, but you're also providing them with a resource to gain income. And then it's crazy because there's a repercussion, right? Because then, like you said, the kids that are at the daycare now, now that frees up the moms to go work in a different job. And then those jobs are then supported more and then, you know, just continues to go down. And so it's beautiful that you're throwing like a, a pebble in the pond and you're making just a, a wave pool of repercussions in the community. So, man, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, man. So you have the Ubuntu homes, Ubuntu uh, architects, architecture. And so you've been traveling back and forth, right? You said this upcoming month, you're meeting with Obama. Um, what are some of the exciting things that you have coming up soon, you know, in the horizon that you got? We've got the whole... Um meeting with other, uh, you know, Obama leaders in Johannesburg uh, in July. And then uh, I'll okay. be in Portland, Oregon, speaking at the Young Architects Conference um, in August. Um, I think I might be in New York in October. That's usually where I'm at with the Resolution Project at the Harvard Club. Um, and hopefully my... No biggie, just a Harvard Club. I mean, just an elite <laughs> club, but <it's> whatever. <laughs> I appreciate you uh, shouting out the Harvard Club. But, you know, uh, but yeah, so I think more things will be coming up um, as awesome. time goes on. Awesome. But, you know, that's what we're working on outside of just the, the daily grind of working with, the, you know, our lawyers and, and stuff and making right to right. home and able to architecture. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Just this language you're using, bro. I'm here just sitting in my closet recording this and you're working with lawyers and firms and 
Bro, it's not as Harvard loss. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's stressful. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork and a lot of uh, reading, a lot of that. But, but I'm just looking at what I'm doing right now, and I'm like, man, I'm in my shorts in my closet, and you're here. We're just you're changing the world, bro, which is awesome, bro. That's so cool. Oh, uh, what's it called? Um, how can people that are listening? How can they support you? You know, obviously, I'll put some links up to your website and to your social media. But if someone is listening and says, hey, man, I love this project. I love what Wendy is doing. How can I either support financially or how can I share this content so I can, you know, where should I point them to? Is it the website? Do you have, you know, yeah, what's so, the best way to go um, about that? Yeah, no, definitely. We have this, some, this thing called Buy, Break, Build a Home. We have, where we have, you know, individuals and communities contribute towards us, you know, building a home for, for a family in need. Um, I think the best way to, to, to have that conversation is if you just email me at, uh, one delay at ubuntu design group.com uh that is one delay okay. at ubuntu design group.com that 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 email is probably also on our website but if you can okay. email me and then we, we could have a conversation about that awesome awesome i'll put i'll definitely put those links up in in the show notes and the episode notes but yo i know that's crazy one more thing one more thing any advice so someone's listening right and i don't know maybe someone is listening they say i might want to do architecture but what are some key principles that you have seen from your life? Maybe you've looked back and thought that people can apply and say, man, because I want to do great things, right? And I don't know if I'll have the impact, world impact and recognition that you have already. Um, but what can I do to kind of, you know, what are the keys to success, right? If you're DJ Khaled, like, what do I, <laughs> what's the key to Wandila's success, right? Uh, if you if you don't mind sharing a couple keys, not the secret ones, because I know there's a secret some some secret ones, but um. <laughs> I think the I think I would start by saying I'm not comfortable. Uh, this is like one of the, the I will answer it, but this is the the one question that like I'm not comfortable answering because it uh, puts me at a... cost money. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. Got to come to my workshop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it puts me at a rabbi position where it's like I know. Oh, right. I know more yeah. now I can teach. But I'm just like, right, yeah, right, I'm just right. struggling out here trying to figure things out you myself. So I just want to. I'm literally watching that. YouTube videos on how to do Yeah, this. you know what I mean? So I just want to put that disclaimer. I'm like, yeah, I'm also just. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, I think then uh, the second point is I think uh, another thing just to acknowledge is like, you know, I've talked a lot about my mm -hmm. journey about myself, but like, this wouldn't have happened without, you know, thousands and thousands of people who have believed in me that from organizations wow. like ET Consultants are currently working with me in finishing a pilot project to, um, to, you know, my family, to my professors, to Andrews University coming down to South Africa, working with us, to, you know, the Resolution Project making me their fellow, to the Obama Foundation making me one of their Obama leaders, to One Young World. There's just so much, man. Like, I believe that a person is the sum of the, you know, the people around you and um, what you behold, you become. So I think that's the wow. biggest, you know, advice I'd have is like, yo, what you behold, you become. What are you watching on Netflix? What are you listening to? Who are you hanging out with? Um, you know, what, what are you aspiring to be? And, um, you know, that's what's going to happen. You know, uh, as I was telling mm -hmm. you when I was in grade six, I was, I started representing the school in science exhibitions and, in high school, I was, mm -hmm. you know, doing the same thing with exhibitions and this and that. And then in college, you you know, you saw I was running Starkitect. I started a program about, you know, sex and date rape called Triple X. Had nothing to do with architecture and building, but I saw a problem and wanted to, right, to change right. it. 
So a lot of people, you know, walk up to me after I talk and be like, hey, so how do I become like you? How do I do all these things? It's like... <laughs> Join Starkitect. <laughs> Join the Starkitect, yeah. <laughs> Join the team. Join the team. Yeah, and, and usually yeah. it's like people want a formula, formulaic answer that's like, you drink this water uh, and you wake up tomorrow, boom. Yeah, right, right, right. Just put some Kool-Aid in your drink and you're good. And that's an yeah. insult to me. It's like, yo, bro, every day I'm just trying to find opportunities to make this world a better place. Right, right. You know that's, what I mean? That's good. I, that's good. The things that's that, I, you know, I'm careful about the things that I watch. I'm careful about the, you know, what I listen to, what I drink, you right. know, I'm, I'm vegetarian, etc. You know, all the stuff I'm just like conscious about right, the, right, every right. step of every day and every journey um, and, you know, wanting to make this world a better place for all. And I think so if you if you have a goal and you live up to it every day, you show up every day, I think that's, that's right, right. You're able to make a difference. It's a daily hustle, right? The daily, daily, daily hustle. Yeah. And it's and it's tough. It's tough sometimes, you know, it's painful. Um, for sure, you for feel sure. Depressed sometimes. Um but you know, if you're passionate enough you you'll weather the storm and, and keep trying. Oh, that's crazy. I remember one time it was a Friday. We would usually play Fridays. Uh, on Fridays, we played soccer at the soccer field. And one time it rained out. But Wandila was there, and I was there with my bike, and we were already wet. So we're like, whatever, let's just play ball. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's you know, all about that passion. Right? You know, <laughs> it's all about the passion, you know. It, it wasn't ball for some guys at the Andrews, man. I'm ashamed to say it. They just weren't serious about it. <laughs> uh, they weren't serious about soccer, man. They just, come on. But, yeah, Wandila and I were there kicking the ball back and forth in the rain. Um, but I was really, I was really, and I'll say this, I think I, I may have told you then, but I was really impressed because we talked about what we were watching on Netflix, you know, and I was watching these, you know, little just shows that many of us may watch or, or things that we may, you know, tune our minds to just to kind of like relax, you know, after the long day, you're kind of like, I, I want to watch something that's not beneficial that won't make me think, but that will just help me waste time. And Wandila's like, nah, when I get on Netflix, I'm watching like documentaries, I'm watching TED texts, I'm watching YouTube videos of of how to better myself. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. Cause it's like, even in the times where you're, so, where we will say like, I'm resting and I'm just chilling, which is, I think there's a time yeah, for that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But just being intentional of not overdoing yeah. that and of always bettering yourself. And I think that's something that you're all always doing, which I appreciate because you're always plugging, putting, putting yourself in, in situations that are going to spread you and are going to make you grow. And you're also always like you're saying, like you were saying, you know, what you watch, what you're eating, who you're hanging out with, what's your group, what's your, you know, who are the people that you're your support group, right? I think that's so key because um, if you don't have people that have high standards or have not in terms of you, but of just in life of what they want to accomplish, that have goals that are driven. And if you're not watching things or, or putting bringing things into your body, whether physically or emotionally or physically, uh, I mean, spiritually then everything kind of goes to garbage, right? Because you're not really growing in any yeah. way. So I appreciate that. And I, I think I can say that's, that's a true reality. And the second thing that I think that, that was great that you put in is that plugging your gifts in where they fit and how the, where they can help others, right? And so I think that's beautiful. Like you were saying in, in, in Andrews, you started different things because you saw a need, yeah. right? Whether that be the soccer team or the, the dialogue and the, and the group on, on rape culture or even now Ubuntu, right? You saw a need and you're like, I'm passionate about architecture. Let me try to find a need where I see there is nothing like yeah. that to be really helping in that area. Yeah. So, man, that's great. Great advice, I think, there. So to anyone listening, yeah, well, I'll put all the links up for Wandile. A great cat. Man, I'm just <laughs> privileged to meet this man who will have shaken Obama's hand. So next time I shake Wandile's hand, 
I'll somehow. <laughs> but no, uh, I'll put links up to his website, to the buy a build, uh, what is it? Buy a brick, build a home, and uh, his his email as well, and some other links of him with just professional photos. Um, um, I do realize now he has an agent, so I can't. I have to be careful what I say. But uh, <laughs> that's him calling right now. Huh? You're <laughs> Yeah. I gotta okay. watch what I say, man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, man, always a, yeah. He's gonna show up to my house. He's like, uh oh. Um, but uh, bro, I appreciate you so much, Wandila. I just wanna, I wanna commend you, and uh, just uh, just thank you for the work you're doing in your community and how you're impacting others. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, bro. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Let me go pick up the call from my agent now. <laughs> go do it, bro, bro. All right, love you, bro. We'll talk later. And uh, just have a great time, bro. We'll see you, man. Bye, man. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for tuning with us and listening to the conversation with Wandile. If you're interested in helping out or assisting or just learning more about him, I'm going to put all these links in the show notes and the episode notes. Check them out. But we thank you so much for listening. I hope this conversation was beneficial to you and helped you in some way. Wandile is a great, uh, a great uh, inspiration to many of us and to uh, all those that are listening. And so we hope that you have been inspired. And as you continue just to grow and hear from others' experiences, we hope that you are continuing to trend up. We love you all. Have a great time. See you. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate us and share our content. Learn more about us by checking out our website. The link is in our show notes. From us to you, muchas gracias. And always keep trending up.